Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm your host, John Breeden, and the Chief Lounge Lizard. Today's show is rated E for everyone because we're going to be talking about the game rating system, and that affects all of us. You know, I was thinking about this before the show, and the, the ESRB and the rating systems on games really really does affect everyone in the industry, not just not just the people who are making the games and the people that are publishing them, but also the uh, the the buying public at large. So it's an important topic and one we probably should have talked about before. And Nate Woolley, our publisher, who is joining us today in the lounge, is here to talk about some concerns that he has with the with the system. And and Nate, this was really your your show. You you reminded us that we hadn't talked about it yet. So so welcome to the lounge and thanks for bringing up an important topic. Thanks, John. I think it is something we can't afford to ignore. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Nate, for those of you that don't know, is our is is our publisher over at Gin, and he has also been published in such prestigious publications as the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post, writing about games and the industry. So he's definitely always talking about the business side of things for us. He also recently we also recently started to get some reviews from our show, which is not only being listened to here at GameIndustry.com, but also over on iTunes. We got some some iTunes reviews in and Nate they were very flattering towards you. I believe they they liked you because they said you hated everything. <laughs> Only the people in the industry and the people who make the games. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> well, I love my kids. I love you. That's true. That's true. And uh, someone else I'm sure you love and we all love is Shella and uh, Shella is joining us all the way from England to talk about uh, the the European rating system, which is completely different and more respected, actually, than the American ESRB system. So we're going to find out from Shella what they're doing over there in Europe that is a little bit different, and some people would say writer. I guess is writer's not the right word, but more correct than what we're doing. <laughs> there we go. Shella, what right. Writer? Yeah. Sorry, I have to break it. Yes, writer. I am a writer. <laughs> Shella, thanks for joining us today. Always good to be here. Absolutely. And Nate, no matter how many positive reviews you get, you will never be as popular as Shella. When, Shella, when you're on vacation and you don't join us for a show, people riot over here. It's crazy. <laughs> Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> There's no accounting for taste, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the accent, Shella. It's the accent. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the rating system, the ESRB, for those of you that have been living under a rock for the past few years, it's a little – uh, symbol on the corner of every box of games that you get uh, here in the United States. And they actually, I wanted to just briefly go over the rating system so that we could get a base for what we're talking about. And these are created by the ESRB, which is the Entertainment Ratings Software Board. So the ratings in order of, um, I don't actually, I thought they were in order from youngest to oldest, but actually at the end we have a couple exceptions. But the, the, the young people's rating is called EC, and that's early childhood, and that's pretty much for uh, like the littlest kids. Like Nate, probably your youngest kid would uh, would be appropriate for an EC game. A lot of them are educational, but but not all of them. They don't have to be. It's just That's just the age group, I guess, that they're aimed at. I agree. I agree. Gwen's five, and that's right in her sweet spot. Excellent. Does she enjoy the EC games? 
She does, actually. Good, good. Well, the seats, it looks like the ratings are working at the EC level. <laughs> okay, now let's move up a little bit. Then you go into the E for everyone, and that's pretty much anyone who is above that EC level uh, can play it. You know, you know, we're talking about like eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds. A lot of sports games, like baseball games, go into that category. Pretty much nothing offensive in the E category. Uh, and then you also have, moving up from there, you have a, the newest of the ratings is E10+, plus, which is for kids who are 10 years old or older. Um, that is pretty much, uh, it's not going to be, there, there may be a couple slightly adult themes in there. There might be something like, I don't know, a, a school bully or a situation where you might get a little afraid or something like that. Nothing too bad, but enough that somebody who's under 10 might feel a little uncomfortable playing the game. And then you have the T for teen rating, which is probably the most popular rating as far as numbers, and that's pretty much your standard, you know, network TV show level of of zaniness uh, in, in the T for T. A lot of role playing games try to get into that T for teen rating, actually, and you can have blood and things like that as long as you're not painting the walls with people's entrails and things. And then we move up into the M for mature. That is the very realistic depictions of violence, um, some sex and things like that in it. Uh, my favorite genre to play, by the way, in the, the M for mature area. And then we move up into what's called the AO, which is the adults only, which unfortunately in this country doesn't act in the United States doesn't necessarily mean only adults can play it. It pretty much means nobody's going to play it because if it gets an AO rating, it's not going to get into any of the big stores like Walmart and you're probably never going to see it, which is one of my biggest problems with the rating system. But we'll get into that in a bit. And then the two other ratings, they have K through A, which is kids through adults. Um, I'm not really sure how K through A is different than an E rating, but I guess it's appropriate for kids through adults. Um, and then they maybe it's aimed at kids through adults. I'm, it, again, that's kind of a weird one. I'm not really sure why that one is in the in the thing. Um, and then there's also uh, RP, which just means rating pending, which means that the ESRB is still looking at it. It's usually only used in advertising, pre-advertising for a game that hasn't got its official rating yet. So, Nate, that seems like a pretty neat and tidy system, uh, but I know that you have some problems with it, which when I heard that you were uh, had negative feelings against the ESRB, I was actually very surprised because you have two daughters uh, who, are, who are young, and I would think that a system that was designed to protect them from accidentally playing Resident Evil 5 would be something that you would get behind. Well, let me give you a tip. Uh, you're working from what I consider a false premise. <laughs> I see. I usually am, but please enlighten me. Folks, it's not that I don't love him. Um, <laughs> you are presuming that the rating system is designed to protect my girls, my, my children, when the simple fact is, and call me a cynic if you will, it is designed to protect the game companies. Mm. It is designed to make sure that 535 men and women in Washington, D.C., up on Capitol Hill, don't look down and say, Oh, look at what you're publishing. We just passed a law that says you can't. Oh, I see. I see. That actually ma that actually makes sense. So you're saying that the the ESRB and the rating system was basically created so that the industry could self-regulate and not be regulated from outside forces, i.e. Congress. You're right, which would be well and good and fine, except, of course, they don't have any real interest in doing it. I mean, they'll say all the right things, right? Mm-hmm. But 
you you recently just a few minutes ago referred to the M rating as a genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I would dispute the word genre for a rating system. Forgive me, but uh, you know, it means what? Nobody under seventeen or something, right? Something basically, something yes. Ludicrous like That's that. That's what I was going to ask. What is How, the age limit on the M? It's it's somewhere around seventeen. But okay. uh, the real issue there is. Do you really think nobody who's 15 is playing Resident Evil? <laughs> no, I do not for a second think I w- that. I would, I would argue that that's the sweet spot for their sales. Mm. So if they're really serious about this, about protecting the young from things they can't understand and, you know, Pollyannish crap like that, um, what they're really doing is lying to us and lying to themselves and lying to Congress because they're designing games – that are getting a mature rating that they're attempting to sell to those people who directly don't qualify for it. Well, that- well, I know from um, speaking to publishers sort of, or knowing people in the industry, you know, on the publishing side of things, that um, those kind of survival horror games, they want them to get an 18 rating, which is the rating that we'd have, which I suppose is your equivalent. Your equivalent would be the M for mature. Mm-hmm. Um, because it gives them that notoriety and, you know, it sells more games. And, yeah, the kids want to play an 18 game. Yeah, but who's who's the who are the sales going to? You know, I mean, who's making the buy? Is it the parent? Is it the kid? What's the enforcement on this? Well, Lane, let me, let me just play devil's advocate for a second here. Like going to the movie ratings, for instance, an R-rated movie. Uh, means that nobody under, I, I think, 17 or, or might be 18 yes. is supposed to get in without a parent or guardian. So mm-hmm. if if you're 15 and your mom thinks that you are able to go see Hostel, <laughs> then you and your mom can go to that theater and go see it. And there's nothing illegal about you seeing it because the parent is there. And it's the same thing with an M-rated game, isn't it? If, if you buy Resident Evil and you think that it's perfectly okay for your daughters to play Resident Evil, then that's on you, isn't it? I'd say I've already read them the zombie survival game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the that's real something issue. that every little girl needs to know. <laughs> you can't be too sure. One day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. The zombie apocalypse is coming. I mean, come on. American <laughs> Idol's been number one for ten years. You know there's zombies out there. <laughs> yeah, you know the brains are dying. <laughs> the real issue there... The parallel breaks down that you made in that no one under 17 can see this movie, an R-rated movie, without being accompanied by parent or adult. Simple enough, right? Mm -hmm. Except, you know what, you buy Resident Evil or uh, something, whatever. The parent's not sitting there and playing it with the kid. The parent's sitting there saying, here, take the damn game. I'm going to go do something I actually want to do. Right. So there's, there's no parental supervision. There's no parental discussion. The idea behind the R rating was not parents can approve it it's parents can see it with them and hopefully interact with the kid and say well okay when the giant killer whale built the guy's leg off you know blah 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 it was, it was all special effects <laughs> but, yeah, at the, as, but at the same as opposed to just plugging the kid in and walking away from it but at the same time no um no rating system no matter how great is going to protect children from a game or something that is designed to be played inside their house. I mean, unless there's some sort of sensor that scans the kid's genetic uh, material and says, "Well, you're not old enough, so I'm not going to run." You know, once it gets home, it's once it gets home, it's anybody's game. Well, I agree, but I mean, 
you you may find this surprising given my take on this, John, but I would do away with the entire thing. Really? I mean, my objection to the rating system isn't the existence of is isn't is in the way it's presented, is in the way it's sort of marketed, as if it's some great attempt on the part of the industry to, you know, protect our children from I don't know, communism or something. <laughs> uh, but that's just it's cynical crap. It's designed to distract from the issue, which is parents don't monitor what their kids do. My kids are nine and five, and I'm involved in their lives. And, you know, I'm sitting here doing a podcast now, and I've worked all day. But the fact is my head is out there with my kids, and the fact that we've done after school or, you know, upcoming school stuff, what is back to school stuff already, and they start school in a week, and, you know, the youngest one is going off to kindergarten. I am engaged in my in my kids' life. And, and I will actually I will actually vouch for you, Nate, because I have seen it firsthand. Nate uh, had a big party, and he rented out, like, a whole, like, suite of hotel rooms, and we all came to play games and stuff, and it was really cool. Um, the whole gin gang was there, plus the extended family and stuff, and it was it was really cool to, to have a cool party on Nate's dime. And uh, Nate brought his children, and the children were over in the other room, and I remember you got very angry because they were watching King of the Hill, and you sat down and told them that that was not an age-appropriate show, and you did the good parent thing, and I was actually very impressed. <laughs> Learn, learn, my friend, learn. <laughs> but I, but I think that unfortunately, in this world, based on the kids that I see, you are the exception to the rule for sure. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, the answer to that isn't let's put up some cynical barrier that nobody's going to pay attention to. The answer to that is producing better parents. And if you can't be a good parent, don't have a damn kid. <laughs> All right, that may be a different topic. But Shella, uh, be a different podcast. <laughs> yes, uh, we have all the stupid people call in, and we need more. We need more phone lines, I think. Boy, boy that part's right. <laughs> uh, Shella, now the uh, the ESRB is uh, gets a lot of heat for many different things, but actually, over in Europe. You have a different system that seems to be a little, seems to do what it does a little bit better. At least, uh, you know, when I searched for ESRB and complaints, I got like on Google, I got like 15 million hits and different articles and things, right? It just, it was almost like I was looking for porn, you know? It just was crazy. And, uh, when I looked for, uh, complaints about your system, which I believe is called PEGI or the, uh, Peggy, Peggy, the pan-European game information. I did. I didn't find a lot. I found a couple things, uh, but they seem to be fairly isolated cases. So, so Shella, tell us how it works in Europe, and then specifically how it works in England. Okay. Well, Peggy was only introduced in two thousand three. Now, was there a uh, was there a reason it was introduced? Like, was there an impetus or? Um, I can't remember because El- Elspa, who's who's our governing body um, in the UK, uh, the games industry's governing body in the UK, um, created um, an age rating system. I think it was back in 1993, which isn't actually that long ago. um, And that was run by the Video Standards Council. Um, And then in 2003, um, the PEGI system was introduced 
Um, and it was the, the Peggy system with all the symbols. Because like, I remember, you know, we were kind of chortling over these sort of um, these kind of comic book symbols. Like there's a fist for violence and a syringe for drugs and a spider for scary stuff and things like that. Um, I, I just can't get over the whole spider thing. I'm sorry. I know. The spider. It's just... <laughs> That's awesome. Well, they they I know. they also have a, a button for discrimination. It has two white people, uh, you know, push the black person yeah, pushing a black person around. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. They are, yeah. So, so like they have they have a little Rodney King. Set. I guess yeah, they have <laughs> yeah. they they have gambling and sex and all. They have they have um. They have a swear one as well, don't they? Yeah, it's like this, uh, which it, is a speech bubble with asterisks and things in. So there's two, um, there's two, there's two tiers in your system. There's the eight. Yeah, rate. the Peggy system basically has two tiers. It's a voluntary system and it's pan-European. Apart from Germany, they have their own system because um, they're still getting over the war and they're very sensitive <laughs> about violence in their games. Right, and, right. You know, they're probably angry because they seem to be the villains in every game too. I know, yeah, it's like we're doing it ourselves. <laughs> and, yeah, we're all too inefficient for the Germans, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> they'll do it themselves. They don't trust the Latin types to be rating their games. Um, uh, yeah, so it's determined by the publishers, and it's just a simple numbers age rating system there's no letters and then you have to figure out what the letter means it's three plus which means you know children under three can play it seven plus twelve plus sixteen plus and eighteen plus um so you have the number and then you have the little symbol um of a fist or whatever if it's if it's relevant to say you know there's some violence or scary bits of spiders contained in this game um and then if a game, say a game like um, Resident Evil or Grand Theft Auto, which contains sex and large amounts of violence, then um, we have the BBFC will step in and rate those games um, as well. And what is the BBFC? Um, the BBFC is the, is the, British Broad, the British Board of Film Classification. And uh, basically they're the body that does the age ratings for movies for cinema goers and for dvds the dvd market and it's a really well-known symbol because it's on all our movies and it's on um, all our dvds and everything and there are two ratings the bbfc gives um, there's 15 which means that you have to be 15 or over to play that game uh, and there's 18 so you have to be 18 or over and um I have some figures here, actually. I think this is from the VSC, which is the Video Standards Council. Um, and in the 18 months, um, January 03 to July 04, um, 1,208 games were released in the UK. And only 16 of those received a BBFC 18 um, rating. So that's like just over 1%. Mm -hmm. um, so it gives you an idea of, you know, the amount of games that you know people worry about. So <laughs> only percent of all the games made. Only sixteen games were rated by the BBFC, or or only sixteen. Yeah, only 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 sixteen games had to be sort of put to the BBFC to put the rating. The difference between the BBFC, which I haven't explained actually, and the Peggy rating is the BBFC rating is legally binding. Oh, so. Um, so basically, it's illegal um, 
for someone okay that someone who is below the age that is rated so say you're 14 and you're trying to buy the 15 game you cannot legally buy that game i see Chella, um, let, let me break yeah. in here Chella, what happens if uh and maybe you don't know the answer to this you know my <laughs> oldest is nine that's fine she wants to play yeah. resident evil we're beating on resident evil sorry guys um and i go out and buy it and give it to her have i committed a crime right. have i um, no, because, well, well, it's not about you committing a crime. It's about the retailer committing a crime, isn't it? But if they, if um, they sell it, if they sell it to me, the retailer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's because that, that's, that's the thing is where is the crime and the crime is, you know, they can only enforce it on the retailer. They can't, they can't take parents to prison for buying, um, a game and trying to prove that you bought it for your daughter <laughs> when you're when you're over 18 and can legally buy and play that game if you want to it's you know it's unenforceable isn't it right it really which is, is. Pretty much the, which is the pretty much the problem that with um rating games um yeah the yeah, yeah. the uh the american system is actually well it sounds like i mean do, do you know shella how how do those the the 16 that that the, the your special British board steps in to look at. How, how do they get nominated? I mean, or is it just like okay, everything that has Grand Theft Auto in the title goes to the board? Or <laughs> um, no, I think I guess if it's given a sixteen, I'm guessing if if it's given a sixteen or an eighteen Peggy rating, it'll then go to the BBFC and um, the BBFC will decide if it needs BBFC rating on on top. Interesting. Well, it sounds it sounds like. I mean, as far as it sounds like you've got it, the system at least locked down with um, with some legal, uh, you know, law behind it, because in the United States, it's it's totally voluntary where, you, you know, we have. Yeah, but then you have no record of legally binding ratings, even for movies. No, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, the so... MPAA started the movie rating system in response to political pressure, basically. Yeah. We're going to make it a crime for you to release these movies or sell them, show them to whomever, yeah. unless unless you do something. And the industry said, uh, "We'll do something because the whole going to jail thing seems like a bad idea from our standpoint." Yeah. Well, and, the, and yeah, okay. well, I mean, ours is legally binding, but you can still, if you're an adult, you can watch whatever movie you want to watch. Sure. You know, there's no sort the, of the, the real issue here. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but. Uh, as I interpret the, the conundrum here is the parallels between movies and uh, video games falls apart because I think the percentage of under 18 people who buy video games or computer games or console games or whatever you like is much higher than the percentage of people under age who go see movies. Yeah, well, I mean, the you, only you, time you the only time that it's really comparable is with D, the DVD or video industry, because yeah, you know, I mean, kids well, do well, go to each other's houses and watch eighteen movies when they're thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, what what we don't have here is you know real mature movies, right. which let's face it is Sense and Sensibility. You know, <laughs> it's it's Remains of the Day. Stuff, yeah. you know, if, you, if you showed it to a 15-year-old, they'd start looking to open their veins. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the sort of stuff. I mean, I'm an adult. I'm in my mid-40s. 
You know, Die Hard was fun when I was 22. But mm. now I just know it's, you know, it's boring and repetitive. I want something that's going to challenge me, that's going to make me think, that's going to make me blah, 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 blah. All the stuff that's a teenager strange. doesn't want to do. But, you know, the, you can't... The only you, movie that was really banned here was Clockwork Orange. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that filmed Which in I, England? <laughs> yeah, it was. And, um, yeah, he got so upset by the reaction that he asked them to pull it. <laughs> So yeah, it was banned for years and years and years. Interesting. Yeah, but but the the issue here is there is no video game equivalent of Jane Austen. Thank God. No. Oh, sorry, was that out loud? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, the, there is no sort of classic. Uh, no. Video game concept. You there just is no don't. sort I mean, of literary <laughs> equivalent. They're, yeah, they're all aimed at you know dumbass kids. Yeah, and I guess, yeah. Nate, that does actually bring my point, although I have got to move you down a few pegs in my mind if you would rather watch Sense and Sensibility than Die Hard, because that is just freaking insane. But anyway. Um, <laughs> the, the only thing that rescues Die Hard is the fact that the two leads, Alan Rickman and Bruce Willis, really delivered the goods on their character. Oh, yeah. Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but you know the action pieces, all that sort of stuff. It's all derivative. It's all stuff we've seen before. I mean, I, I was raised in L.A. That's fine, and I really enjoyed seeing the Century Tower get the living crap blown out of it because, yay, it's been on my skyline the whole time I was a kid. Really, you're from L.A. You don't you don't mention that every single show. But go ahead. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's it's part of what you pay me for. Huh? Um, Wait, I pay you. <laughs> L.A. pays um, you. Everybody pays you. Hey, w- real quick, I just wanted to mention, Nate, that you actually did have a good point. Um, I was hey, there's one. I was going to lament the fact that I can't buy an A.O. game. Let I me mean, not at Walmart or anywhere convenient, anywhere or Best Buy, because and it's almost like I'm missing out on something. But you're right. In a fact, in fact. If if there was a game that was going to be AO, it would be just, you know, it would be gratuitous violence or, or a porn or something like that. There is no real equivalent game right now. I mean, I think there are some games that try to come close and try to actually push the limits. I mean, we've mentioned Mass Effect before. I thought I thought as far as human interaction and human nature, I thought Mass Effect captured that very well. It's not anywhere close to sense and sensibility but you're right i'm not really missing too much by not being able to get an ao title because an ao title in terms of a movie for adults is going to be different than a video game for adults yeah it's as if there's some continuum that assumes an adult title has hyper violence and you know a bunch of naked chicks running around you know, i don't know grabbing guys packages or something when a proper adult title should be one, you know, that is for adults and challenges adult it's assumptions. Challenging philosophical <laughs> French cinema, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why has Mario left me to be mocked by the sad clown of life? There's, a new, there's, a, there's actually a new rating FC for French cinema, and uh, it's not used very often, <laughs> but... Well, it's right. I, th- I think we got, I think we got some, some, some decent points. Um... So let me just ask. Uh, I always try to do sort of this final question wrap up. So, so let me, and I'll start with Nate because I, Nate's probably thought about this longer, and this will give Shella another minute to think about her answer. But <laughs> in, in the absence, so Nate, what would you do? I mean, surely you must think there should be some protection out there for children. What is what is the better thing to do than what we currently have? 
Well, as I said before, I don't think what we have works at all, and it's just a cynical political exercise. You know, that's 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 my take on it. So I don't think it has any real enforcement or any real protection for children in it at all. You know, I would rely on parents and let them scream and let them cry, et cetera, et cetera. You know what's actually controlling violence and and gratuitous sex in video games right now? Walmart. If you cross the line, whether it's with a rating or with a complaint, that game isn't going to be sold in 4,000 Walmarts across the country. And you know how much Walmart's going to care if they bounce Grand Theft Auto 17 or something? Not a bit, because they're still going to be making a profit of $20 billion a year. So the guys who put those together are reining it in for market purposes, not over some rating system. So that's what's controlling it now. And, you know, maybe it's the libertarian streak in me, but, you know, again, become better parents. Monitor what your kids do. It's your job to raise them and make them, you know, viable, happy, productive, you know, contributing citizens. If you're going to sit there and eat Doritos while the kids are out there, you know, shooting squirrels in the backyard with a BB gun, well, you know, I'm sorry for you, and I'm sorry for your kids. <laughs> wow, harsh words. And that's one to grow on, people. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing is half <laughs> Shella, uh, any any ideas as to how to improve the system or at least improve our system? <laughs> Um, I don't know how to improve your system. <laughs> well, I don't think any rating system is ever going to be perfect. Um, I think, you know, Nate's right on, in, in one respect, that the rating system is really there for the, for the industry to be able to, you know, do its thing and be left alone by the powers that be. Um, so I think there's always going to be a rating system, um, and it will probably never satisfy everybody and um, probably won't work perfectly. And there'll always be parents that are still going to go and buy Little Johnny, that 18 game, no matter how sternly the shop assistant looks at them. And um, that's just a sad indictment, I guess, in, um, I don't know, parents today or whatever. But, yeah, I'm just glad that I don't have a system that's controlled by Walmart, basically. <laughs> so yay to Peggy for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that, and market forces can be pretty brutal. Um, mm. But I will say, I, mean, I have a great respect for the, the British system as defined by Chella here. And if you, really want, if you really want an effective limitation on what kids can see and what kids can do, you're going to have to put teeth in it. You're going to have mm. to start hauling managers of, you know, GameStop and stuff off to the Who's Gal for mm. selling just like the, for selling games to underage kids, just like, you know, they do for selling alcohol. Periodically, every sheriff in the country sends some 14 year old high school kid mm. to some remote out of the way redneck alcohol shop and sees if they can buy 2% beer or something ludicrous like that. And suddenly, you know, some poor clerk is hauled off in handcuffs so the sheriff can get reelected. Except, Nate, the one sticky wicket there is the U.S. Constitution, whereas you would have a First Amendment battle where whether games were free speech or not, and then the you couldn't regulate it. So that that's the battle that no congressman wants to fight. <laughs> so. Oh, they may not, but the Constitution clearly allows for protection on the right to speak to children. And that's that's been established for 
a god-awful amount of time. So if you wanted to say this you can't say to the young, that you can get away with. I see. Well, if anybody has any ideas, uh, please send us an email to <laughs> ginlounge at gameindustry.com. We would love to hear from you. Please keep your uh, comments, since I'm the one who mostly reads them, so I ask you, please keep your comments to be T or less. <laughs> I, I read all E plus to E10 pluses. I have some problem with some of the M letters that come in sometimes. And please, whatever you do, no little spiders in the email, because that's just scary. <laughs> That is. Dude, the, the spiders continue to be awesome. <laughs> if a game contains, they always will. Be. If a game contains spiders, I won't touch it. <laughs> I'd no. I'd stop complaining if they used uh, if they used spiders instead of letters. <laughs> Take that an advisement. Okay, thanks for joining me in the lounge, and uh, everybody, uh, thanks for listening to us here at uh, GameIndustry.com and uh, over on iTunes. And uh, keep those emails and uh, reviews coming in, and we would love to hear from you. Until next time, take it easy, everybody, and we hope that all of the games that you play are age-appropriate.